Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the McGonagall Boxing Podcast. Let's get straight down to it, shall we? So the big news coming out is Cole Frampton. Um, his promoter has said that he's looking to get uh, Cole Frampton another shot at a world title. This time moving up away to fight WBO Super Featherweight Champion Jamel Herring. Most likely in the States, in Vegas, and it will be at the end of the year, November, December time. So, looking at Frampton, he's already in training. I think he knew this was coming, obviously. Herring has, has been in training. Uh, he's got COVID at the moment, unfortunately, so we wish him a speedy recovery. But all going well, that fight will take place. You have to wonder, uh, hopefully, COVID doesn't prevent that from going on. Um, but, Let's get straight down to it because it's a, it's a, it's a good fight, but it's a very tough fight to call because you've got Cole Frampton, who, if this was Cole Frampton of 2014, there's no question. Cole Frampton walks through Jamil Herring, beats him up, stops him. However, this is not Cole Frampton of 2014. This is 33 year old Cole Frampton who fights once a year and has left the best trainer he had. Barry McGuigan, Shane McGuigan, Team McGuigan, for an inexperienced trainer at elite level, Jamie Moore. Jamie Moore is a very good domestic trainer. But the problem you've got is he's not elite level. He never boxed at elite level. He hasn't been around elite level champions or fighters or trainers, so he's not elite level. Cole Frampton, especially at this stage of his career, needs an elite level trainer. I worry as well, if you watch a lot of uh, Cole Frampton's fights recently in his training camps, he almost calls the shots in his training camps. That's not good when you're a fighter. You need someone telling you what to do, telling you how hard to train, not the other way around. Because, you know, anyone knows, and I know this through doing my own training, you don't sometimes push yourself when you need to. And that's the problem. You need a trainer to do that, a motivator, a tactician. Frampton, when he fought Warrington, you could see wasn't in the best shape. He got out bullied, out hustled. And, you know, he needed someone there with tactics as well, didn't he? To show him, you know, this is what you need to do. You need plan B. There wasn't a plan B. He just got beat up for 12 rounds. This is where the McGuigans would have come in handy. They would have given Frampton plan A, plan B, plan C. A bit like they did against um, Scott Quigg. An ugly fight, but a tactically good fight for Frampton. And that was due to McGuigan's giving him brilliant advice, tactics. So, it all depends, doesn't it, on how hard Frampton trains. He's on the slide. There's no question about it. But he could still beat Herring. Herring is not an elite world champion. He hasn't beat anyone of elite level. He nearly got stopped in his last fight. He got wobbled badly, but he's a good fighter. Uh, he's big, he's tall um, for a super featherweight. He's got a big reach. If you stand off him and try and outbox him, like Lamont Roach did for 10 rounds, you're going to get outboxed. He's got a vicious shot to the body, a left hook. He's a southpaw. Okay, so Frampton will need to train that punch. He's going to have to toughen up his midriff because Lamont is going to go down there. Um, he's also, when you're charging, got a, a, a sneaky counter right, which buzzed Lamont so, uh, several times. However, Lamont sussed this out too late, 
But when he did, when he realised, hang on, I can't beat this guy from distance. He's got long reach, he's got good body shot, he's picking me apart. When he closed the distance, when he got into Long Mont Peterson's chest, roughed him up, put the pressure on him, didn't allow look, the silky smooth Lamont to box, then there was a big difference. Then um, Roach got through to, to Herring, caught him and buzzed him and very, very nearly stopped him. That's what Cole Frampton needs to do. He needs to go back to his old self. Forget about trying to outbox Herring. Get on his chest. He's going to be a smaller man, but he can still bully him. He's a thick set. He's a big guy, Frampton. He's muscular, so he'll be strong. Um, yes, uh, Herring might... Some people say, well, you just push him off. He's going to be bigger. He might, but then again, he might not. What's certain is for sure that Frampton cannot outbox Herring. He needs to get in his chest, rough him up, do to Herring what he does every at most fights he did in his prime. And don't let Herring do to him. Go to his body, wear him down, and then catch him with hooks. Get on his chest. That's the way to beat Herring. If he tries to fight him from distance, he's going to get picked apart with that silky left hand, um, especially to the body. So, both fighters can win this fight. But both fighters, Frampton at 33, Herring at 34, are slowly but surely on the way down, okay? So it's not like um, Frampton's fighting like a, a Javante Davis, who obviously moved up, but you'd fear for Frampton's safety if it's been bullied. Um, Herring's a tall, gangly, slight super featherweight. He's not physically you know, big, like a John O'Carroll even. So Frampton moving up in weight will be stocky, will be strong. I expect Frampton to back Herring off, up. That's how you fight him. Um, but there's no question about it. If Frampton doesn't do that, then it's 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 over for him. He, he, you know, he cannot beat Herring boxing him. And if he does lose, I think, like, quite rightly, Frampton should retire. So it's really rolling the dice. It's a big fight. It's a good fight. But if I was to, if I was to call on this, I think... Frampton, although he's on the slide, realises lessons learned from the Josh Warrington fight. I think he's going to train harder than he did against the Warrington fight. I think he's going to be more conditioned, uh, better prepared. And I think even in Vegas, where it'll be harder, there's no question, than fighting in Ireland, where it almost would be a dead cert to win it. I think he roughs Herring up, and I think he, he, he buzzes him, makes it uncomfortable, and does enough in a tough fight but you know, Manor's decision to become a freeweight world champion and a boxing hall of famer. There's no question. We wish Frampton well. Obviously, it's going to go down at the end of the year. We wish Herring a speed of recovery from COVID, obviously, as well. And then it's game on. So, I want to know what your, your thoughts are, though. It's a tough fight. I'm going 60-40 Frampton. He has to fight the right way. He has to put it on Herring. I think, ultimately, with his experience, he will do. And I think he beats and buzzes Herring on a unanimous points decision. As long as there, long as there are no crooked judges in Vegas, which sometimes sadly happens, Frampton becomes a free weight world champion. Let me know what you guys think anyway. It's a great fight. I can't wait for it. All right, guys, I'm out. I'll see you soon. Drop me a line on my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube, the McGonagall Boxing Podcast, and I'll be back with you real soon. All right, guys, I'm out. Bye. 
Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the McGonagall Boxing Podcast. Let's get straight down to it, shall we? So obviously, it's been an eventful week in the world of boxing. Massive news uh, culminating in the big main event, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., which is obviously an eight-round exhibition fight. It's going to be big. We all look forward to it. But that will be my next podcast because today's podcast, I believe, is an even bigger fight. Yes, bigger fight, I said it. Now, obviously, we're not talking about money generated. We're not talking about uh, the fight hype. We're not talking about the names. Obviously, you're not going to get bigger than Mike Tyson. But in terms of the quality of boxing, in terms of a super fight, in terms of relevance, today, the modern world boxing, Javante Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz, October 24th, you do not get bigger, you do not get better. Now, obviously, Javante, 23-0, versus Cruz, who I believe is something like 31-1-1. and and um, Huge records. Um, Javante, 2-8 world champion. Santa Cruz, 3-8 world champion. Um, it's all to play for, isn't it? However, this is not going to be a competitive fight. Yep, I've said it right here. This is not going to be a competitive fight. And the reasons are, well, let's break it down, shall we? Leo Santa Cruz is a fantastic featherweight, super featherweight, but he's moving up to lightweight. It's the first time he's going to be fighting a lightweight, and not only that, a big lightweight in Javante Davis. Yes, we're aware that Javante Davis has moved up from super featherweight recently, but he was huge for super featherweight, and he's still a big lightweight. Um, he's got a big frame, he's thick set, and he's powerful. And it's, as they always say in boxing, styles make fights. Leo Santa Cruz only knows how to fight one way. It's come forward, it's relentless pressure off both hands. Um, and he's very effective at it. He can punch from both hands, he's got a lovely body shot, and ultimately he's got a great gas engine. But that works great against featherweights and even super featherweights. But Cole Frampton showed you the blueprint on how to beat Leo Santa Cruz. And John Davies, for me, is a better fighter than Cole Frampton. What's going to happen, I believe, is going to be a similar version of Joe Frazier versus George Foreman. You've got someone who's walking into the snake's pit. And when they do, they're going to get bitten and they're going to get stung. Okay, Because Javante Davies is a heavy hitter and he's also a very good counter-puncher. And Santa Cruz is going to walk straight into his punches. Um, and that's a massive problem at lightweight. I don't believe Santa Cruz is going to fight anyone who hits as hard or as accurate as Javante Davis. If you look at his accuracy, with John Zvay Davis, when he fights, it's almost up to 90%. Whatever he hits, he hurts as well. Um, and he's quick, he's young, he's just as quick as Santa Cruz, so he's going to avoid a lot of Cruz's punches, and he's going to make him miss, he's going to make him pay. Well, Santa Cruz is walking in to a, a ball of flames, and, I, and he's going to get burnt, unfortunately. Um, this fight will not go the distance. I believe Javante Davis will take a few rounds to uh, time Cruz. You know, he's fast and quick, and you expect him to carry the super heavyweight speed up, but when Javante Davis starts to time him, it's going to be good night. A bit like the fights, you know, if you watch, um, certainly in the Liam Walsh fights against Javante Davis, when he starts figuring a fighter out, 
it's a matter of time. And this, I believe, is what's going to happen with Santa Cruz. I don't think Santa Cruz, a bit like when he fought Frampton the first time, is going to hurt Javante Davis. I don't think he's got the firepower or the size, which means Javante Davis will gradually lose respect for him during the fight. And I think he gets him out of there around the five or six. I don't think this goes past the six mark. I think Javante Davis times Cruz coming in, hits him, hurts him, and stops him. Santa Cruz has been in a lot of battles, a lot of fights, and I just think this is one too many. Moving up to lightweight, he's a smaller man, he's going to be outgunned, um, and Javante Davis is just, just as quick and slippery as Santa Cruz, and that's the problem because Santa Cruz relies on that. This fight will not go to distance, and I think Javante Davis sends a big statement to the lightweight division that he is one of the top fighters in the division he just needs to be a bit more active all right guys i can't wait for it though october 24th it's going to go down fox and al Heyman have done brilliant they've got a massive uh, schedule coming up with some outstanding fights but for me this is the super fight this is the fight of the year a candidate and i think it will live up it'll be explosive it'll be dynamic and it will live up to the hype but it won't last too long Javante Davis will be too much for Leo Santa Cruz. He knocks him out within six rounds. Mark my words.